0: Go join your friends, you wiggles. I am gone! Hey. Hello!
1: What's
0: up? Oh, just uh, talking about the Goonies today. Whoa! Way to just like <laughs> yeah, going into it
1: Fold out front. There it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I don't think
0: we need to beat around the bush here.
1: <laughs> way to ruin my surprise. It's pretty
0: obvious what we're doing. I
1: suppose we should clarify why we're picking the Goonies. Yes, because like this is a pirate podcast, but like this is more—you could argue—qualified. It's more yeah. like a, a adventure romp.
0: It is a fun surprise, but to be fair, I think that. Uh, if someone was to uh, click on it, they mm. would have seen the title. That's true. So I don't think I ruined but too I f- many things. I
1: feel like I want to defend our reasoning because oh, it's a should. really cool reasoning. You should. So we are coming off of our Errol Flynn streak portion of this podcast. And we're like, well, what are we going to do next? And sorry, guys, it's not going to be the parts of the Caramemans movies just yet. Because we're still recovering from the trilogy. But uh, we noticed... Well, I decided that we should do Goonies, even though it isn't a traditional pirate movie, because Sloth is watching Captain Blood, and supposedly the the big ship, One-Eyed Willy really ship, the Inferno, is uh, design is based off of the Errol Flynn ship and the Seahawk. So I felt up an appropriate successor to to do the Goonies right after Errol Flynn movies, because mm-hmm. both have little touchstones to this movie. Which is excellent, and also really just an excuse to watch the unis because that's how we roll.
0: Well, I know that we didn't do this last time, so perhaps we should talk about when we first saw this movie.
1: Yes. So, um, confession time. I was like vaguely aware of this movie in, in high school, but never grew up watching it. And first time I saw it was finally in college and I felt horrifically deprived that it had not been part of my childhood longer because I was like oh my god why was this not in my life sooner um, it's freaking delightful and I wish I'd grown up with it and I enjoyed the crap out of it and it's one of those movies where like if for some reason you were like me and apparently lived under a rock and hadn't seen it as a child you kind of get a little anxious like, about these cult films when friends show them to you, you mean like oh this is the movie I loved as a kid because like I feel like of the time they don't hold up So I was a little nervous about this one I was like no everybody loves the Goonies So the first time I saw it I was like well That was just a freaking delight And uh, yeah That was my experience of it And then I've been a hardcore fan Ever since Now Camden what is your tale With the (laughs) Goonies
0: I don't know when I saw it uh, Because the memory is not Perfect But um, I know that it was at some point you know in um elementary school. Mhm. Um, and I think I probably saw it more than once, uh, maybe not all the way through at any given time, but I think that I saw the whole movie at some point mm-hmm. in bits and pieces. And um I didn't have very good memories of it. I don't it's know It's kinda scary. I mean, like I'm saying, I, I don't remember it strongly enough oh. to have proper memories. Mm. But uh I just remember not being interested. I guess Wow. that's what I remember.
1: It's a bold move right there to confess.
0: <laughs> Later on, uh, I learned that um, apparently the Goonies was uh, uh, had an important history related to my state of origin, yes. of Oregon. Yeah. Yes.
1: They're gonna find it's very obvious it's Oregon. <laughs> oh, I just couldn't figure <laughs> out how to
0: say it. Um, and and. I'm I'm expected more than most people to like the Goonies apparently. Yeah, if you're
1: from Oregon, they'll kick you out if um, you don't like it. That's a fact.
0: Even though I'm not from Astoria, so really... I know. It doesn't know. have anything to do with me. Yeah. But uh, I, d- I don't take that into account, you know. Mm-hmm. That doesn't affect me at all. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to watch it now because... Did you like it better this time? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Well, like I said, it was just a very disinterest before. Mm-hmm. So, yes, better than that, <laughs> certainly. It was... Like, I, I recognize things. I especially recognize the the, f- the family, um, the Fratellis, more than anything. Yeah, I they're feel. terrifying. More than any of the kids. Also, um,
1: do we want to talk about our really embarrassing discovery? <laughs> we will. With the Fratellis, okay.
0: I also remembered Junk. Yes. I remember the Truffle Shuffle.
1: That, yeah, it's a classic.
0: And um, that's most of it, to nice, be honest. Nice. So. Uh, it, it all felt vaguely familiar, but without actually remembering most of the details of the characters or anything like that. Mm. And I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I think it has converted some problems.
1: Converted you. Okay, well... You um, haven't converted me. Yeah. I haven't converted you. <laughs> Whatever. It
0: is not the best um, of the 80s movies I missed out on and caught up on it. It's certainly not the best one, um, but but it was pretty fun.
1: I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like a young Josh Brolin.
0: He was good. Really liked him.
1: I think it's his like film debut too. I mean, I think he was like popped up in other things, but like this is his first movie, which is like wait a
0: It is interesting. Kick it off. Like I imagine you and me as well. I uh, have mostly seen Josh Berlin as in an movies adult movies <laughs> fairly recently. You know, I not even like in the nineties or oh, anything I that see. I can think of. So I have a very firm visual image of him and plus he's a very like square jawed just man-looking guy. He's a man looking guy. You know, he mm-hmm. so it's very odd to see him so not looking like that. Yes. More than it would be for like, you know, a, a child star that was all baby faced and then grew up still looking like that. It's like, no, this this changed at some point for Josh. <laughs> you know, it didn't <laughs> it didn't stick around. Um yeah, he was good.
1: See baby Thanos for hmm. It's pretty yeah, then he turned purple, which then is like purple. a whole. He's really had an interesting progression for his career.
0: That's the final stage.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's his final Pokemon form. Really, that's <laughs> what we're going for. You start with baby Brand, and then you just go on up from there.
0: So, um, how do you want to start to discuss? Well, I think the Goonies?
1: we we need to just kind of get this off our chest. Yes. Um, it's really embarrassing Because if, if any of the loyal listeners have You
0: need to describe it as it happens
1: Okay so I We were watching the movie And please keep in mind that like again I didn't grow up with it I'd only seen it a couple times but was in love with it But it's just not in the memory banks Unfortunately um, and, then, uh, and then you've only You saw it vaguely as like a kid So yeah. please don't get mad at us <laughs> The movie starts and we're watching it, and it's like the whole Fratelli opening. And I was like, "Wow, that really looks like Joey Pants." And we're like, "No, that's not Joey Pants." And then we re- looked it up in the movie. I was like, "Oh my God, it's Joey Pants!" And I was like, "A proud of myself for the Joey Pants radar that we have," mm-hmm. and was like, "This is perfect because this will just be our continuing, you know, secret fan club that we're insinuating yeah. into the, <laughs> every podcast we can."
0: It was I unintentional. Say, we
1: didn't know he was in this.
0: When you said that you thought it looked like him, yeah, I I didn't get a glimpse of him. Mm. And I thought, that Plus guy doesn't really sweet, look like him. his
1: soulful eyes that did it. <laughs>
0: well, well, but when you said it, I thought, that that sounds like something that would be true, you know? Like, he would be in this. Yeah. <laughs> Just and because, freaking is. like, yeah, he totally would be, Francis. you know, part of a, part crime of a gang, part of yeah. a crime family. <laughs> yeah. So. It wasn't that surprising, I guess. Yeah. We were uh, questioning mm. whether or not he actually had real hair. And then they... Uh, I don't think so.
1: They ripped off his toupee. Yeah. Even in
0: the movie, he doesn't get to have real hair. I
1: know. It's just... Just tragic.
0: <laughs> See, I wasn't clear on this when We watched, like, Bound. Yeah. Because it looked like he had more hair. Yeah. Which I'm sure, you know, was fake. Yes. Um, but I thought maybe. Maybe 10 years earlier in the 80s. Maybe. Maybe he had, he had, he had hair. It. No? I don't know.
1: No, because it's, it's a running gag.
0: This is just Billy Zane all over again. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God. i still n- not never over hair. that. No hair. Never
1: over it. It's wild. Yeah, so anyway, that was a beautiful discovery for us. Joey Pants is in this movie, so yes. Trying to get him in every podcast.
0: Yeah, he, he had more material than I expected. Same, yeah when, yeah, when we saw him and neither of us remembered him, I yeah. thought maybe he's like the really unimportant member. Yeah. But he was there, you know? Oh, he's He was there most of the time. He was yeah. arguing. Yeah. Got his hair ripped off.
1: Yeah, quite a few times.
0: Yeah, so.
1: It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's fun. The youngest Um, I've seen him myself. Yes, yes, because this came out in 85. This is the.
0: Wait. I'm going to calculate his age. Continue talking.
1: Okay. I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah, this came out in 85, and it is celebrating its 35th anniversary um, this year, which I guess this is something we should mention very quickly during these Fun times, but like Astoria, Oregon has kind of done like a, an annual like Goonie celebration mm-hmm. because it was, you know, it's a it's a cult classic. Like f- people freaking love this film as well, they should. I'm saying point of
0: early to mid 30s, by oh, the way.
1: Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Just going boldly into that career. Mm-hmm, freaking love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, anyway, um, Astoria, Oregon likes to host Goonie events and they do an annual thing. And we will link you to it. But obviously, this year, It will have to be virtual but this is a thing where like this is one of those films where it's like so ingrained in people's childhoods that when they do like a a celebration it brings in a lot of tourism to astoria oregon which is gorgeous um they've actually had to limit the access to certain like filming locations in particular like uh the walsh's house the goonie like mike and, and brand's house people live there <laughs> and they've had to like, and even Sean Astin has gotten in on this. They've had to ask people to be like, Hey, you can't actually like come and visit now. You could see it at a distance because like in its prime, like there were just thousands of people visiting a day and, and the people owning the home and the surrounding neighborhood are like, this is like not sustainable, even if this is just for like a specific event. Cause like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure people would swing by even when it wasn't during the celebration. Um, yeah just something to think about if you guys are ever in oregon you can definitely go visit all these filming locations just be like respectful and mindful obviously you can't do it right now but um it is something that lots of people do uh so yeah that was a kind of fun fact to know but i guess do we have to summarize it
0: i don't no, think no, so no no
1: it's got you know house, I, I say no i <laughs> say no house foreclosing kids well, find a treasure map
0: yes as as i didn't uh fully understand apparently until yeah in the movie Yeah. Uh, we can very easily say that you know, kids are all going to have to move because yes. they don't have any money yes. to pay off. You know, I don't know. Yeah, the, the city, houses are going to foreclose right?
1: because they're going to build a country club yeah. there. They're going to tear it all down, and the kids who live there—Goonies, based off of the name—because they live near the Goon docks.
0: They're not uh, the rich kids. So no, and, they and so they find
1: it. they can't stop it. They find a treasure map. They follow the map. There's a criminal family who is trailing close behind them. They find the treasure. They save the day. Yeah. Boom.
0: I felt that some of the impulse is not just so much, we're literally going to find the money, mm. but just like let's have a final adventure. Yes. Before we all leave. Yeah, that was like that I don't was think I they're like necessarily expecting. A I result. think Mike is probably yeah, the I mean, only one yeah. who's
1: like legitimately.
0: That's why he has to give all those convincing speeches. I know, baby that's, yeah, that's Sean
1: Astin. It. It's so freaking cute. They
0: get uh, they get chased by. Crime family. Yes. Who, uh, you know, aren't into the treasure. They're just just chasing.
1: Yeah, chase chase. Well, I think they <laughs> they are like when you first meet the Fratellis, you're like a terrified of them, especially yeah. like Ma Fratelli is just oh my god. She's good. She's good. She's based off of I believe Ma Barker, who's like a real person, and then also uh, if you're into cartoons with Donald Duck, that's what the the beagle boys and mob Beagle are based off of too so something fun to think about just riffing off of that but yeah she is a intimidating <laughs> matriarch of this criminal mm. family and they've they've broken out her oldest jake and are just trying to lie low and that's when the kids stumble across them so i think that's why they're like after the kids initially yeah I mean, and then they find to, out about the treasure
0: they're just trying to keep quiet
1: yeah they're trying to keep quiet because they have a uh, because francis has built like a an illegal like printing press for money So they have a scheme going, and the kids stumble upon it, but it's not, like, the driving force initially.
0: Um, it's kind of interesting that, uh, I feel like usually if you made a movie like this, Mm. uh, the villains would be after the treasure.
1: Yeah, I mean, they eventually are, but, like...
0: Like, kind of, like, once they see it. I think in the
1: ratio of, like, (laughs) murder kids and treasure, like, it's a little, it's a little weighted in favor of, like, let's murder these kids.
0: (laughs) But... Um yeah I, I th- they were probably the most successful part of the movie on the whole really mm. uh, they they sort of you know balance the line between actually being frightening and sort of being a little slapsticky yes but I think it's about the right tone for for this kind of movie, especially
1: uh, in like I think what I love about like adventure kids adventure movies in the eighties it's like <laughs> they haven't quite hit like the I mean, they're obviously, like, broad characterizations, but, like, they haven't quite hit like, the precocious know-it-all, like, child of the 90s. And, like, they actually swear and are mean to each other. And I feel like that's something in the 80s with like, kids cursing was a thing that, like, mm-hmm. popped up more in movies. And I feel like
0: it's well, that's just... that's because we didn't have PG-13, right?
1: Well, it's much for saying. I did read somewhere, I'm not sure if this is true, where the way that they filmed it... Whenever the kids swear, there's always something going on in the background. So when it, if they wanted to broadcast it on TV, it'd be very easy to just, like, dial up the background noise to cut it out. Hmm. Which I thought was really interesting, if that is the case. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting where you have kids that actually feel like kids. And then you have villains who are definitely scary enough.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the slapsticky brothers mm-hmm. get to be funnier. Yes. And then Ma gets to be creepier. Yeah. Uh, which basically works out for them, uh, yeah, because they get to have both. Yeah, they best of both, both worlds. hmm Yeah, and I think that I probably didn't, you know, like them when I was younger. That's part of my memory, mm. as many people don't, I think. Well,
1: they're um, scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so I guess points for effectiveness on mm. that one.
1: I will say, going off of that train of thought, that. This movie starts a lot slower than I remember. Because I think the thing that most people remember is obviously, like, the whole journey to the ship with the booby traps. But, like, the build-up to it is a lot longer than I remember. Because you have the whole sequence with, like, the kids all hanging out at, like, Mike's house, finding the treasure. And then, like, them, like, running away from Brand, him chasing after them. Like, by the time they get to the restaurant, like, the, the derelict restaurant... It's like it the adventure hasn't even started yet. It's really not until like they go past the pipes. I feel like because that's when you start hitting the booby traps, the really famous mm-hmm. sequences that everybody knows and loves. But it takes a while to get there. Like there's quite a bit of more buildup than I anticipated.
0: It's pretty normal for the older movies, I think. Yeah. Just because you couldn't fill up the whole movie with spectacle for it's money just, reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think it's interesting that. Um, I think it's mentioned at the very end of the movie, like when the kids are talking about their adventure to like their parents and the surrounding reporters, like they're referencing things that did eventually get cut. So they reference like an octopus sequence. And like, there were a lot of things that I think were edited out with the, with the booby traps. So it's fun to see, like, I kind of almost appreciate that in a sense, because once you start heading that sequence of the movie, it really like, I mean, when they, they, end up going into the water and seeing the pirate ship for the first time like it's a literal water slide to get there so yeah. I feel like the booby traps feel like the the best slash worst escape room of your life <laughs> um, but it does really feel like an amusement park but in like the best way possible and so I appreciate that like it, they took their time and actually took stuff out because um, it, it builds it up but it is a little slow at the beginning
0: mm-hmm I suppose it feels like um, we should justify the pirate, pirate, ex- pirate nature of it. <laughs> I was thinking um it comes off pretty well mm-hmm. because um, even though they don't get to a pirate ship until the end. Yes. They spend so much of the movie following um, clues yes, in a way. to pirate you know, map. Yeah. Trying to um, find it, yeah, find it mm-hmm. as we're saying. And uh, that in itself is often a big part of type. I movies. mean, you get it's like just the caves the search, and treasure.
1: You know, yeah. It's just like,
0: and the, and it's it's fueled by this the spirit of it, right? You mm-hmm. know, it's like these are the type of kids that uh, would like said movies. Yes.
1: Um, I mean, even Sloth does too, and it's fun because like, there's a direct correlation between Sloth watching these movies and his big like hero moment. Yeah. Where, you know, he's been watching Errol Flynn movies, and he does the famous, hey, you guys, which is great, but then he, you know, rips the sail down, and that doesn't happen in Captain Blood, I don't believe, but it does happen in other, like, Errol Flynn or pirate movies. It's also something that happens in the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, with Will escaping from the Kraken, is, like, using the knife to slide down the sail, so it's You gotta ruin the sails. You gotta do it. I mean, the sail's not going anywhere, like... I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't know how that ship sailed out of there. I'm not going to question it, but I'm like, you ripped it's some fine. sails, dude. I'm not crying. It was
0: never seen again yeah. because it promptly it's, sunk. It promptly sunk. Yes.
1: It looked real majestic for like five minutes and then it just went down. That um, was just
0: momentum propelling it <laughs> yeah. out of There's the cave. There's secretly
1: cage. a propeller. There's oars. Um, but it's it's really cool to see, like, obviously it's it's not like a – a direct homage to pirate movies but it's like infused with the same spirit and it, it is like inspiring the actions of the more heroic moments mm-hmm. um so that is really fun um and there is obviously like a, a inherent respect to the pirates which is i find really really interesting because like one-eyed Willie sounds like a straight-up bastard <laughs> like the the i think there's you can deep dive into it a little bit more because there's a, like a storybook version of this movie that dives into One-Eyed Willie's backstory. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, even without that context of being like why he became a pirate, um, like, the whole premise of the movie is like he trapped his crew in there and they're digging tunnels and doing booby traps and by the way none of them survived and basically every skeleton that you see that isn't you know the explorer who came before the goonies like they're all dead because they all killed each other pirates can't really live together because they just squabble and bicker and there's a lot of like i i don't know jealousy and envy over or treasure and you know, I think it's a really weird thing to be like. We aspire to this adventure. He's the first goonie, and I was like, yeah, and he freaking murders everybody.
0: Um, and Goonies I Goonies have come a long way since. Yeah, then. they've
1: they've evolved from that. But I think it's really interesting that like that is the pirate that is you know the core of the story, and he's not a good dude, and they respect him and his treasure, which is why the kids get off the ship safely more or less than the fratellis don't is because they don't take the treasure as like a tribute to like him The kids
0: know the rules yeah of pirate stories yes the fratellis don't i think um and and you know almost like we were saying uh, it's like they don't even know they're in a pirate based movie yeah the kids do yeah so they get out of it fine yeah but uh they just think they're in a Beating up and kidnapping and murdering children movie yeah
1: you know which is cool too
0: (laughs) and in such movies you can take all the treasure you want it's true and you don't have to worry about traps
1: i would also like to say that this is another thing which makes it the best slash worst escape room is because like the kids are doing all the work like if you're gonna be in this movie taking out the child murdering like you want to be behind the goonies because they're solving all that shit for you so by the time you get to that room like it's already but like you've already moved on to the next room Mission solved. It's really easy.
0: I I like actually. I like how subtle that um that moment is with the um them not taking Yeah. his treasure. Yeah. Like it's only briefly touched, you know, Mikey says something like uh like oh like that's his, you know. Yeah. Completely yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um they it's don't It's like, like a like touching moment. It it's, yeah. it's sort of um accepts that you probably already know that's a pretty standard pirate idea that like uh you know the most obvious treasure might be uh, not the thing to do, or even not even pirates. and thing of like, you know, um, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, don't take the, the most really obvious shiny thing in the room. Cup. Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: funny because it's like you're playing into the rules of, of those adventure stories, but I feel like in the moment when that actually happens, they're not doing it because they're aware like it'll set off a booby trap. They're doing it out of respect. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that it's a good choice because it is actually a booby trap
0: I think the the rule could be summed up as uh anyone who um truly greedily you know wants the treasure mm-hmm. uh, doesn't deserve to have it basically yes, absolutely it's a classic rule yeah um but yes of course the Fratellis, just yeah. take it
1: yeah yeah it's not great so do you have a uh, this is kind of a loaded question do you have a favorite goonie and do you have a favorite like booby trap sequence
0: <laughs> two very different things yes yes um i i suppose i just like mikey mm. the most uh, i do like the the sensitive protagonist you know i liked the kidna in the it movie Mm-hmm. Um, l- surrounded by like more, um, you know, entertaining colourful friends. characters. But I l- yeah. I like if you can actually make the the more boring straight man sincere character work and and I do like that that our main character here is, um, is just the one that is really earnest about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh and really, you know, is the most important driver of everything. I think that I quite enjoyed uh Data. Yeah. Just because he was so clearly more well equipped for this whole thing than the others and can you imagine if he had left him.
1: behind <laughs> any of those inventions yes <laughs> they would have been dead <laughs> straight and, uh, up not past the first movie trap of
0: course I worry a little about him since it's the 80s um and uh I worried he would not come off well mm. but uh I'd, I think it was it was pretty okay yeah. yeah I mean he had he had the voice and all but uh yes I don't know that could be how that kid talks it's hard to say don't know
1: it is the exact same way that uh he had the same accent for temple doom so
0: i mean yeah it's hard to say from that i don't know yeah
1: I'm gonna temple say, doom it is
0: definitely a worse portrayal absolutely. let's just go and say that um i like that at least he is i mean he's the nerd of course you know that's yeah, not there like are stero- stereotypes great. are still in there but in the 80s he, guys he is like actually one of the more competent ones mm-hmm. um, which is nice and um I like that he he gets you know he gets to have his moment with his parents at the end too, mm-hmm. like he, he isn't treated like less important than the others or anything actually talking about I know this isn't the question, yes, but I think this is a good time to bring it up mm-hmm. because I thought it was so interesting we were talking about oh, he's called mouth they call him mouth right yeah <laughs> Cory uh yes Cory Feldman right yes, um I thought this is really interesting because. Uh, he's like the more obvious comic relief Goonie Yes the, or, or at least, you know, the, uh, several of them are comic relief He's like the, the stock character who um, says outrageous things The one with the big personality, right? Yes And um, he is heavily used in the beginning of the movie Especially pre-adventure Yeah um, Because he, like, dominates the group um, It's like he's in charge because of his personality And, um there's scenes like specifically just to showcase him like the weird scene where he tra- mistranslates for the um oh gosh what was her actual job
1: she was um helping the walsh family pack oh, up their things yeah, and clean helping. the house before uh, he mis- mis- they, mis- i want translates. a clean house when they tear it down
0: <laughs> very very 80s movie thing by the way to have to have them be like yeah uh, that is not aged now, well now <laughs> uh, this is a person that speaks Spanish. Um, obviously, none of you can do that. Um, and then one person can. And yeah. they're like, that's like a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, more people would uh, know it. No. Yeah. Um,
1: I do find it interesting going off of that that, like, each of the kids seem to have, like, a quote unquote superpower yeah. ability yeah. that, like, is very vital to the adventure and the success of it. Um I mean, obviously, like, Mikey is the heart and soul and, like, cheerleader of the entire endeavor, and, um, with mouth, they couldn't even read the map because it's in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Can we also appreciate that his Spanish translations for the map always rhyme in English? That's so impressive. (laughs) He's a very good translator. (laughs) He's, like, Um, an
0: excellent, uh he could do adaptations very well yeah yeah, yeah. um he'd be great he captures uh-huh. the spirit the, you know more than the words yes <laughs> but yeah and well, then data almost,
1: obviously with the inventions yeah, the i'm inventions. trying to think what chunk brings to it other than the chunk dude. doesn't even like go on the adventure i know that's so <laughs> weird and then like the older kids like Brand and, and andy and stephanie don't quite have skill sets either other than being like i'm the adult
0: yeah
1: oh no that's not true i take it back andy andy knows how to play the piano so there you go. I mean, like she's that not is great at it. I mean, that
0: is, that is definitely a thing. Like yeah. they're they're creating the scene and thinking like, and now she will showcase her piano. Her skills. thing. Yeah, which makes um, me wonder
1: with the octopus thing that they cut. Did that like was that <laughs> anything? Was there anything relevant with that?
0: What's the other girl's name? Steph. She had. Uh, I mean, marine biology and all. She did. I mean, she was movie. like
1: washing her hair in the opening sequence with some crabs on the dock. So i fully believe that.
0: Um, what's interesting about that translating for the, um, for the woman sequence, though, is that it almost, it's early in the movie, it almost makes you feel like, oh, it's gonna be one of those movies, Mm -hmm. like, Mr. Fun Guy here, who comes off mildly offensive He's kind of a
1: dick, guys. Yeah, and he's just
0: mean. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, well, it isn't really that kind of movie because he's not really in the movie much like once they go on the adventure he just kind of disappears you can
1: literally pinpoint it where he becomes less of a presence as soon as mikey stumbles upon sloth and then shows everybody him and he doesn't want to go in because it's his first time like he actually doesn't have a big sense of like bravado about it he's like genuinely scared and he's like, I don't want to go in there, Mikey. And then they go down below and he helps with the pipes. But like from then on out, like, there's not that much that there's, he does other than translating the map.
0: There's something very utilitarian about it. Mm. Uh, you can feel how he's being used. Like earlier in the movie, they haven't started yet. And there's all this exposition. So they're writing it and thinking... Well, of course, uh, we'll have to jazz it up, you know, with this this guy, this funny guy. Yeah. And then once the movie's actually becoming exciting, they're like, we don't need the funny guy anymore. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so it in they the just background. kind of, yeah, have him react with everyone. And there are s- stretches, I swear, where he just like doesn't have any individual lines mm. for m- many minutes. Yeah. Which is odd because actually, like everyone else does. Yes or um, they even have like little little subplots, you know, going on. Yeah. But he, he I always not. found
1: it odd and maybe this is just like me projecting with eighties movies where it's like if you have at least two girls then they have to be paired up by the end. <laughs> but at the very end obviously like you have Andy is gonna get paired up with Brand, even yeah. though there's like that funny slapsticky farcical moment. Which Andy is not the, the not the sharpest tool in the shed, guys. No. I'm sorry. No. I'm saying it here now. I know it's a it's a hot take, but if you <laughs> are making up excuses for why your potential love interest suddenly has braces and is like a foot shorter, I'm you're just it's not great. But She's just I always,
0: really hoping that it would work out. Yeah,
1: I know. She she, she wants to She
0: changed it. reality. Yeah. through her hopes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, did you see Josh Boland? I don't. It's it's fine. I get it, but clearly, like. <laughs> Wrong brother. Anyway, um, I find it really interesting that, like, Mouth and Steph don't get along. And it's kind of like a, an ongoing thing at the very beginning, right before mm-hmm. the start of the adventure, where they're just, like, very snippy with each other. And then at the very end of the adventure, they have that beat where you're like, hey, you're not so bad. Neither are you. And, like, it doesn't, I mean, it's earned in the sense of, like, they all went through this amazing adventure together. So they're all going to be, like, a little bit nicer to each other or a little bit like, wow, we really bonded there. But, like, for that particular dynamic as a more specific thing to be like, was this earned? It doesn't really feel like it because they don't interact that much on the adventure.
0: You've reminded me um, of that because I definitely forgot that that was referring to the beginning because I didn't remember that they even had a thing. Yeah, they have a thing where they're like, shut
1: up, mouth, and like all that stuff.
0: Because he's. No longer in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway but through. But he
1: is. Yeah. It's really <laughs> she is.
0: She has lines.
1: Yes, she does. She has some great lines. She's cackling at Andy because she's like, you dumb dumb.
0: <laughs> He's definitely the more um, entertaining of the two. I would agree. I think.
1: But I'm just being biased because I tend to like... I understand you're on a uh, an adventure with murder booby traps and you could die at any moment. It's very stressful and you got that crime family coming up behind you.
0: Mm-hmm. But like...
1: I don't know, just be like a little bit cooler about it. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I would like to think I could be Steph on the adventure, but I'm probably Andy screaming and being like us. Maybe we should go home. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is your favorite <laughs> Goonies is, data. Is,
0: is my Mikey, I think. Oh, Mikey, right. Um, and you asked about the booby traps, and I, I have really only seen it properly once. I, I think I'll probably forget some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like... It kind of feels like one continuous sequence to me. That is fair. Uh, I mean, the piano thing is uh, creative.
1: Yes, I would say that.
0: Um, good for them, for that mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Most of them are... It's mostly just stuff falling and whatnot, you know? True. Or, or s- cutting.
1: And spikes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very fair.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's not that much variety, really. I would, I would say, yeah. It's like a... Sp- you asked the question, is there a specific... I was going to say really that like?
1: one, though I do really like the water slide moment. It's not really a yeah, movie trap, but fun. it's like, in terms of transitioning from one big set piece moment to the next, I was like, why is there not a water slide in every action
0: movie? Stuff like that is fun in itself sometimes for for the knowledge that, you know, they just took all the actors and, like, threw them down a this slide. thing, and yeah. and what you're seeing is probably more just, like, how they actually reacted than any mm-hmm. attempt to, uh, to act, especially when they're kids. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah.
1: I do love that, and you can, I will link you guys up to this. I do love the moment where um, there's always the, the fun behind-the-scenes story of they didn't show the kids the ship, like, the entire time they were shooting. They're like, you're not allowed to see the ship until we actually, like, shoot the reaction shot. Um, and so the whole idea was the first time they see the ship on screen is the first time the cast Mm -hmm. also sees it on screen and it's a massive ship like they built that baby out they put it on like um one of the bigger stages i think at warner brothers i think it's like stage 16 don't quote me on that but um they built the whole thing out and uh there's a really funny interview with josh berlin where he's reminiscing about it with cohen and saying like oh yeah here's how we shot it so we like went underwater, they had a little mic underwater, comes back up and we're supposed to turn around and basically they couldn't use the actual first take because everybody was either too dumbfounded or swearing. So <laughs> the take that you see in the movie is like not the first initial reaction take, mm-hmm. which makes me laugh because like that seems to be a thing in more modernish pirate movies where they're like, we're trying to get a reaction. Like in Pirates of the Caribbean and the second one with the yeah. twist where it's like, Barbos coming down the stairs. Their reaction to that is the reaction. That's the take they used. I understand different like tricks and techniques to get child actors to react to things. But I love the fact that it didn't work <laughs> for that. It
0: was it too just, effective. It
1: was too effective. They were too overwhelmed, which rightfully so because it looks so cool the first time you see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the, the sequence from like... The, um, I do, oddly, even though it's not like a, a, technically not really a booby trap, but I really love it when the kids are like crossing the log and like Fratelli's are after them and then Data used like his slip shoes. That's a good gadget. It's a good gadget. He's a handy dude. Plus,
0: uh, Joey Pants did like a full backflip. Yeah, it was really (laughs)
1: valid. It was
0: I mean, I'm generous in suggesting it was Joey Pants himself who did that.
1: But props.
0: Probably not.
1: Props (laughs) to whoever did that. (laughs) Even if it was Joey.
0: I mean, really, I didn't know that was how physics worked, but mm. it's pretty s- magical.
1: I guess, so you already know that my, my favorite sequence, or booby trap, is the is the piano keys yes. one. Um, just because it's also, like, a nice integration of, like, the map, too. Like, you have the actual chords on the back. Yeah. Like, you could not do it without it.
0: It's essentially the same as the climax of Paddington 2.
1: Oh, my God, you're right. Wow. Yeah, Whew. I know that is bold I'm sadly not a pirate that. movie no sadly not but, but we'll get to it eventually someday <laughs> it'll just be a Paddington podcast it's just two episodes <laughs> it's fine
0: oh uh, this is not related to the booby Chub question yes but I cannot stop thinking about this mm. and if I'm making it up yeah was there not a scene at yeah. the beginning of this mm-hmm. where I think Mikey sort of explains the pirate exposition to yes. everyone in the house yes. and it's like two minutes long yeah and it like, looks like he just glazes off yes. into like, a pirate fugue stage yes. and explains what they're going to be doing for the rest of the movie. Yeah. When I and it. I thought, like, did they just decide we better get all this out of the way right now? Yeah. And I couldn't figure out if it was such a long scene that they were having Sean Astin, like, read it on the side and that's why he looked like that? Or if he was just... He was in it. He man. was just in it. Yes. So
1: enthralled. I think I'd like to think it's the latter of the two. <laughs> he's a very enthralled, passionate, kid. It was pretty And how he's It was
0: one of those things that just went on for long enough that I started to be like, why Come is on. no one interjecting? Like <laughs> hey, our, in, like we couldn't the see zone. them. You know, he's like yeah. kind of zoomed in on him. I kept thinking they're all standing there, kind of going like, what? Are you okay?
1: Oh, don't touch him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like let him finish. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Let him get Maybe it out. Maybe he'll snap out of it. Yeah. And they did. You know. They followed him. Yeah. It's all good. He gave another nice speech later. Yeah. Uh, explained to them all that they are, in fact. The Goonies. The Goonies. Yes. Which was helpful because.
1: We learned that, St- uh, that yes. I believe Steph and Andy are not Goonies.
0: Yes. Technically. But in a way. But in the way they, they are. are. Yes. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yes. Um. So they didn't go up that well. They didn't. Which also just the seems the
1: honestly more horrifying than just going through the booby trap tunnel. Yeah. Just The
0: saying. murderous bullies. Yeah. The murderous 80s bullies. Oh my God. Every time. Jesus. I mean, uh, this guy, he's running Josh Berlin off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe from their perspective, it's clear that he's going to have plenty of space to not fall off a cliff to his death. I mean... But it really looked like it jesus i thought i mean the bully i get it. he's an 80s bully so he, he's uh, like he has an no 80s feelings. bully
1: where he's just like i have no problem murdering yeah people. so he probably like, hopes he's dead and also my name is troy so that <laughs> makes sense but, but like, the,
0: the girls surprised me because they show up again they're like oh we did sorry troy. about that like uh, we ditched him though and i i thought shouldn't you guys be reacting more like oh my god you're alive yeah but they didn't even seem concerned yeah
1: you know it's 80s and he
0: must Troy must do this all the time
1: yeah that is an interesting point about 80s villains is like he's super murderous he's super rich in like this is there's a definitely a class commentary totally going on in this movie but like he's super rich his dad is the one who wants to knock over the goondocks really
0: excited about it
1: really really pleased about it yeah kind of like he's just a straight up dick like I could see where his son gets it from but also like (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's about cycles
1: he's totally like a sexual predator it's really creepy oh, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. has like the mirror adjustments and he's like trying to look up her skirt look down her shirt although and I, they're like have you made it with andy yet and i do then think she that was like, um
0: one of her best moments as but a mess up it is when she's it like is messed ranting up ranting insanely she's like i have a great body don't you think it? they're like yeah you have a great no, body in, she's in, like uh, yeah in the cave yeah in, the cave she's where she's like freaking gone insane out. and she's like uh what's what's uh whatever she says like uh you know looking looking in the mirror yeah she says, I'm like it's this, better it's than death
1: it's fine i was like really <laughs> really because you probably have a better chance of like getting out of here okay like
0: she had some range there i enjoyed that. yeah
1: like it was funny but the content yeah. of it i was like oh this isn't great very... it felt
0: kind of real you know yeah like yeah. she really cracked there yeah
1: she was having a breakdown i really wanted stuff to like slap her and be like girl
0: at least she seemed to understand the gravity of the situation is, yeah. is what i'm saying you know that's that's good. Yeah,
1: yeah, but also, like, don't be like, sexual assault's cool. He could have, like, molested me. I, that's fine. I'm like, no, girl.
0: That's why you need a, uh, whatever the other girl's name is. Steph. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's why you need Steph in your life, to be like, girl, you don't need Troy in your life. Go hang out with the Goonies, potentially almost die, but have a really great freaking time. None of them are going to assault you, so boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, maybe be better at playing the piano. I'm just saying no pressure
0: well she said that she uh hadn't played it since she was four yeah
1: i know but i feel like those things should come flying back to you like in an escape room situation where death know. is on the line i'm just saying you lose it yeah gotta practice well, just she does say you're afterwards too she wants to yeah she's like that's her character development it is well oh, i she's didn't hear like, if
0: they said she could or not though so i know Split. i think i think they'll the allow
1: it i think basically any kid could get what they want after that reunion scene mm-hmm. their kids are like mom can i have this and be like absolutely sweetie you survived Not a problem. Um, I have just realized that I have not said who my favorite Goody is. Who is your favorite Goody? I was going to say Data, but the more I think about it, it's a very obvious answer, but like, I really like Chunk more than I realized, because I think he's one of the better, they're all good child actors, but I think he's like, I don't know if it's just the acting or the way it's written, but like you meet Chunk and you know exactly where his place is in the movie like and within that friend group like he is of course the one to get left behind and have to bail them out which is a great moment for him but like he also gets to act against most of the adults in the movie and I think those are some of the best sequences because for like for the so all intents torture. and purposes like yeah, it just makes me laugh <laughs> like don't stick people's hands in a blender just as a rule of thumb fun punny phalange joke there um
0: i don't know the actor's name but the other brother yeah i love his face yeah because he's breaking yeah well i mean but it works he's in the scene to, but yes
1: but um apparently again a bit of trivia that i am not sure if it's true enough uh the the director <laughs> richard donner is laughing in that scene and it's in the audio you can hear it if you listen for it um But I I really like Chunk because you know exactly what type of kid he is in that friend group. He's he's the one who's always like, uh, stereotypically being like, "Um, my mom needs to like, she's going to be worried about me. He's always very concerned about food. Um, He always kind of gets like the Mickey taken out of him, out of the whole friend group. They know exactly how he works. Like when Mike wants to get in and look at the map in the in the attic, he just hands the framed map to Chunk knowing he's going to drop it. I do like that. And then there's also the moment where like Mouth knows that they can't open the door, but if he enrages Chunk, like the door will get opened in the restaurant. They like can the whole break cl- in. He is. He really yeah. is. But I just think it's interesting, like out of the Goonies, like he is the one that gets left behind and saves the day and he bonds with Sloth, who is a very odd character.
0: Yes, his, uh, his prosthetics are interesting.
1: Yeah, they are wild. Kind
0: of gave him troll hair?
1: Yes, and like a cone head? Yes, he has type a cone head, thing. yes.
0: I I like uh, <laughs> Chunk. I kept thinking Crunch for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Chunk, um, especially when he's with the, with the, uh, the other Fratellis. Uh, I don't like Sloth much. So I don't really like those scenes, I guess. I don't mind those. And I scenes. generally like when they cut back to other Goonies. Yeah. Uh, like I see why they wanted to split it. Yes. But when it happened and he was left behind, I thought this is really weird. <laughs> like he could clearly go with them. Yeah. But it was like the movie is saying, like, no. It's uh, just very. We're gonna split them up now. We're Deal gonna with split it.
1: them up, but we're only gonna like. We're only gonna keep one behind. Yeah, Like, you could have kept a couple. Like, the girls going on the adventure is great, but, like, they're more with Brand, and then you have, like, what, three other boys. It's just, like, it's really interesting that, like, out of all of the Goonies, he is simultaneously the least and the most essential for the mm-hmm. plot in the sense of, like, he saves the day and calls the police, and, like, yes, there's a lot of fumbles, <laughs> but he, he, he gets the job done.
0: Weird thing of when he comes back and mm-hmm. they save the day on the ship. Yeah. Is that...
1: He's dressed up like um, a pirate, and I want to know how that happened.
0: <laughs> the way it was actually, I guess, like, blocked, we should say, mm-hmm. was odd. Because <laughs> they show up Don't together. Don't ever think this, Joy. It's fun. And um, they swing down and rescue them off of the plank. Yes. Then gather on the deck. Yes. And they use this victory to all jump off the plank together. You know what? But I thought... Why did Those you even jump need off to save together them? Stay together. Because yeah. clearly you were all planning to escape off the ship. You should just push them off you instead of bringing them back and jumping off again. You're a fun sucker. It was just odd in the moment. <laughs> I was like, it's like they think they're helping, but I think they may have made it worse.
1: I don't know. I think like, I think honestly, they're like, look, we built out this whole ship. If you guys don't fucking use the space before you have to ditch the ship, like, come on, use but, uh, the space.
0: You know, a sloth. He's weird. I don't know. He's
1: it's very just 80s. like he's very 80s. Yes, I agree. Like I don't think that's something that you could
0: not get away with it now.
1: Yeah, and like it's just like the Fratellis are such a really interesting dynamic of a family. Um, just cause, like Ma Beagle is just I'm sorry, Ma Fratelli, not Beagle, <laughs> not Barker. There's a lot of touchstones. It's kind of tricky. Yes. Um Ma Fratelli is just like. She's, she's got favorites, she doesn't have favorites, they're always fighting over Ma, like, she's a bully, she's, like, abusive, <laughs> Yeah. Um. There, there's the insinuation that she dropped yeah, Sloth it's odd one too many times, and that is why he is yeah, the way he is. Yeah, there's this attempt
0: to kind of explain him in that, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, what they actually went for in terms of his design yes. is so much, of course, more ridiculous yes. than that explanation would explain. Yes. So it's like a very weak attempt to back it up or something, mm. and and I don't know. Just like here's a creepy family, and they're not weird enough, so they're gonna have a weird brother that's messed up. You know, is sort of the idea, and, but and he's it's a like gentle
1: giant. And yeah, yeah, the gentle day.
0: giant. I guess is the old trope, but. I can't help the feeling that... um, I mean, you're supposed to laugh at him. Like, he does save the day at the end. But, like, in general, his his noises and such are supposed to be funny. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of uncomfortable, I think. He is scary. If I were a kid and
1: I watched it, I'd be super scared of him. But I do love that, like, he's so... Like, I really love his relationship with Chunk. Like, it's really... I thought like I didn't
0: remember the movie, you know. Yeah. So when he lifts up the bouldery thing, I was like, Oh my God! It'd be really bad if he like it. dies. Yeah. That would make the movie look really it bad. It would be not awesome. Like at least he was good for holding up boulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he didn't. That's nice. And yeah. And there's a bit of redemption in that, that you know that the end. They where all get like, to be like he saved You us. know, not this guy. The others. Yes. And I suppose there's an attempt at some sort of message there about how you know um. The real ugliness is inside. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's just the 80s, so it's not done very much sensitivity. Or nuance, yeah. And um, I, I don't enjoy watching it very much, I guess. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, it does give Chunk something to do, so that's nice for him. Yes. Um, I
1: also feel like if he went on this adventure with anyone else, he would not survive. <laughs> like his friends already i think see him and treat him more as like a punchline, yeah uh, than anything else and so it's nice for them to go off on their own separate adventure and realize that like he somebody sees value in him on the adventure and it's yeah. not his friends until the end because he's been separated from them it's and a so more
0: elegant uh method of dealing with him. You know, yes. if, if they felt like, oh, uh, like you he can't won't fit bring perfectly on the, on the adventure. adventure. Like, we give him something to do. Much, certainly much better than, uh, we can't find something for Mouth to do, so he just won't do anything.
1: Yeah, but it's it's funny because it's like, out of all the Goonies, like, who's the one you would be separated from? And you're like, well, obviously it would have to be Chunk. Because yeah. in terms of skill sets, you need, even though Mouth doesn't seem to do much once they start the adventure, like, you do need him translating the map.
0: clearly the least... Appreciated Vital. One yeah. Chunk yes. as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so um, I love he's that. the one he that should get moment. the arc about being appreciated, of yes. course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and getting
1: pizza fresh delivered after an adventure. Like, <laughs> I want to be great. part of Chunk's family, so I should be super I mean, his, down his and excited. To
0: parents are clearly enabling him. but
1: <laughs> I mean, priorities. <laughs> also, they took him to fat camp and it didn't yes, work. It didn't work, I guess. <laughs> Which yes. is another weird thing about this movie where we talked about it. We're like, you know... Like, the truffle shuffle is really famous, and, like, the joke of it is, yeah, like... Yeah,
0: the fat kid in the 80s movie... Yes. ...is uh, often odd now because uh, of, you know, changes in obesity rates and such. Yeah. So, um... That's, I, isn't I that was,
1: what you signed up for when we were... <laughs> with this know, podcast? and like, let's talk... The ...for the Pirates I, I can't say, you know, <laughs> I wasn't
0: a kid in the 80s, but I've heard people say that it was kind of like that, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, there's the one kid... Yeah. The, the people point out for that reason. Yeah. And of course, it's not really uh as applicable. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> odd
1: that this is very much a, like an essential like 80s movie. There are yeah. parts of it that are dated. There are like tropes and stuff that are being used and explored. But the reality of it is it's like this is such a beloved movie that it's almost timeless because so many generations love it, and yet it's just like quintessentially 80s. And I think what what it boils down to is what we kinda touched on earlier, is like it has the spirit of adventure and there's something romantic about pirates even though they're fucking murdering everybody.
0: It is there in in Mikey the most, like yes. you're saying, I think. The um the earnestness of really wanting to believe in this kind of story. Yeah. And then having it come true. Yes. It's definitely not uh the kind of movie I think that you can only appreciate if if you saw it when you were a kid or anything, no, absolutely. like you can understand um the, the magic of it. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that stuff is really well done, really. We haven't talked about it much, but I mean the general just the production of the, the um the caves and all the, yeah. the ship and like it's it's very um you wanna see it, you know. Like yeah. when when they go into the next room, it's like, oh, what are they gonna show us Best next? Because there's a lot of other. just cool. Yeah, the stuff. design of it is yeah.
1: really cool. You feel like it actually Exists like it actually, which sounds so stupid, but like (laughs) no, but you know what I mean. Like you're like, yes, of course, this is somewhere in Oregon. This is happening. Like obviously, it's authentic in the sense that like they built everything they could, but also it's authentic in the sense of like in terms of the the world of the story. You're like, yeah, there are tunnels, there are systems, there's a cove, there's a beach. Like this is the place to set this movie. It's in Oregon, and it's really really. Kind of fun because I feel like a lot of it, like kid adventure movies, don't feel like they feel like a broad setting. They don't feel specific in terms mm-hmm. of like you can, I mean, that's why they have like this big annual thing is like you can point to a town on a map in the US and be like, that is where the Goonies took place. It would not work anywhere else. It probably would have, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's like very boldly saying like Astoria, Oregon, everywhere when they're riding through the town, it's yeah. just like. It just has a different feel. I feel specific. <laughs> yes. Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of other pirate stuff.
0: <laughs> I think uh you know we talked about the the famous pirate himself. Yes. And the ship and all that. It's most yeah. of it. Classic piratey uh, plank jumping and such. Hmm. Uh, I like. I mean, especially the uh, not just the ship. Yeah. Just the whole room there. You know? Yeah. It's it looks very nice. It's dope. I do like it. Um, maybe we should just discuss our favorite scenes and such
1: Ooh, okay what do you have in mind i asked you oh man i was gonna stall for time (laughs) um well i don't think it's in the
0: exposition at the beginning probably except for that exciting exposition scene that i did like a lot
1: hmm i would say probably when the kids see the ship for the first time like the water slide and they see the ship and then they get to explore the ship because it feels like it's literally like you've hit the end of the map x marks the spot you're here and even though they panic because they're like where the frig is this treasure like there's something so incredibly fantastical and romantic about like the actual discovery you followed a treasure map and there's a pirate ship at the end of it yeah. in your hometown like there's something so incredibly wonderful about that and i think like no matter how many times you watch the movie that particular scene always hits the same way for me of like this is the emotion we're evoking and they they like nail it Mm -hmm. and I love it and uh, I also like it because it's like all of our main goonies with the exception of obviously like Chunk who will be showing up later but like it's so hard for me to pick individual scenes so I like the ones where they're like all together and not in peril it's a nice reprieve for everything that they've gone through prior
0: yeah I think my favorite scenes are mainly just ones where they are figuring out Uh, where to go next yeah. as a group, uh, I to s- I'll want i just say that my favorite, and I can't remember the exact line anymore, <laughs> is the scene when uh, Josh Brolin was attempting to move... A rock. A rock. Yeah. And uh, Steph said something along the lines of... Uh, God put r- that God rock God put there. that boulder for <laughs> yeah. a reason. And, it's uh, great. You know, you shouldn't move it. Yeah. Because essentially the tone of her voice sounds like because... Pandora's box, you know, will It's going to freaking end it. And I mean, baths, I'm going to die yeah. right now. Because yeah. she kind of knows that she's like the secondary female character. <laughs> she's, she's, she's up aware. if anyone's going to die. Yeah, uh, Hoping it's not her. But just... And I just really felt the anxiety in that moment. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty great moment. <laughs> it's so, so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't move that boulder. Don't do it, Josh Brolin.
0: Pretty good. And he does it anyway. Yeah, he, he doesn't does. even care. He's no. not listening.
1: Mm-mm. No. It was the 80s. He has a headband. He does lose the headband though, and it, it does bum me out.
0: That's too bad.
1: Not gonna lie. Yeah.
0: He was rocking. You know, he had to. Of course, he had to ride the the little girl's bike. The tricycle. Classic. Yeah. Classic sort of conundrum that occurs. Mm-hmm. And these these and then you know it was brutally destroyed. I assume. Yeah, almost got... like
1: his body should have been too. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Whatever. That's the classic
0: 80s bully thing. You see the kid. Murder. Um, riding the little girl's bike. And you think, what's the response to that? Maybe Murder I should him. push him into the sea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let him leap off of a cliff. Ridiculous. And die. Yeah. yeah. That's so great.
0: You know, it was never actually clear to me how the girls ended up meeting up with them. Like, how did they know where they were?
1: I don't know. Probably follow a trail of blood. And yeah, they like, just kind of walk up way. and they're
0: like, glad we found you. And it's like, oh, good. Because I often hang out at this uh, weird hut.
1: Yeah, this this abandoned <laughs> restaurant. It's it is open during the, the summer though. Just so you know. Alright.
0: Yeah. It's but important. it's not But it's summer. not now and that's the I don't also, remember when if... it takes place.
1: I think it takes place in like fall because they keep talking about how they're gonna have to go to a new school or like yeah. the end of yeah. summer. Vibes. The end
0: is not, it's totally an end of summer. Yeah. Movie. It's got for it. sure.
1: Um but it's odd because like they say like, Oh yeah, this thing's usually open in the summer. But it's like got cobwebs and shit, and like nobody is clearly. I'm not gonna question the logic of Goonies. I'm just gonna go for the thrill ride of it because it's delightful.
0: I don't want to nitpick its. I plot, don't want to you know?
1: nitpick its flaws other than the the obvious. Like, hey, this uh this doesn't hold up anymore the way it, like it did in the '80s with some of these things. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like I don't know. It's just a great thrill ride, and it's like. It's so weird to me that it's like it's a it's a fun adventure movie and not an homage, a direct homage to a pirate movie, but it still feels like as fun as a pirate movie.
0: Well, I mean, by the time they're like in the ship looking yeah. at the treasure, it's like, yeah, this this is it. Right now, this is a pirate movie.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm a fan.
0: Didn't have any ship ship battles. It did not. Did it have a sword fight?
1: Kind of. I mean, you do have a you do have Francis wielding a sword and yeah. Salt definitely wields a sword at some point, but they it's not were. like a proper
0: sword fight. He got swords, though. Yeah. That's something.
1: And and random pirate gear that fits Chunk. Like, he has, yeah. like, a very pristine pirate hat on. Like, it's not even aged looking. Like, it's like they went to the gift shop <laughs> for the Goonies before they went to the end of the ride to save their friends. I'm just saying. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Who knows? Who knows?
0: I wish we had gotten to see that octopus, though.
1: I know. I really... That was kind of the, the tragedy of this entire movie. Yeah. Knowing it existed. I feel like there's so much more to talk about, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just so content with *The Goonies*. Mm. I just want to go watch it again. Yeah. Gonna go do it. All right. I guess we'll sign off and we'll talk to you guys next time for some pirate movies that might not be as piratey as you think, but kind of totally are. We make the rules. It's fine. (laughs) So uh, this is Vicky. This is Camden. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. If you guys liked our show, please let us know. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And also feel free to contact us on our main website. That one is grumpyoctopusproductions.com. That'll link you up to all of our social media. You can follow us on Twitter and or like us on Facebook. And you can reach out to us at our email account. That is grumpyoctopusproductions at gmail.com. I think we're sensing a bit of a trend here. (laughs) Um, Also on the website, you guys can check out all of our episode and production notes and fun little extras as well. So, as always, thanks for listening, loyal listeners. Alrighty, signing off.